What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Take the Black Live. We are back after a two-week break. We bean uh Dan Selke of winnerscoming.net and me, uh, Mia Johnson, entertainment editor at fansited.com. I think I remember my position. It's been like two weeks. <laughs> it has I'm been like, a while. Do I, what do I do? <laughs> we have been what I think, yeah, I'm a writer sometime. We've been <laughs> away for two weeks and we've done a lot of stuff in that time. Yeah. And we're glad to see everybody back. Thanks everybody for joining us. Um, we're eager to get back into it. Yeah. Obviously, we did a lot of stuff over the break. We watched a lot of stuff. We're looking forward to watching a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we dive in, I'd like to put out one shameless plug for uh, reviews and five-star ratings on iTunes and Google Play and then get into it. First of all, hey everybody out there. I'm glad so many people are joining us today. Yeah. Um, Julie Davies, uh, how was it Dan's fault? There were some technical difficulties there, Julie. I'm sorry, but I think we're all squared away now, and all there's left to do is laugh and have a good time and talk about 2019 and 2020 in the world of sci-fi, fantasy, Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, media, entertainment, television, movies, maybe comics, I don't know, haikus, and uh, see what happens. Whatever suits our fancy. (laughs) Hey, Isabel. Hey, Terry. Good to see you all, guys. I hope you guys have a good time over the past two weeks. We haven't been away, but I'm eager to... First of all, I thought we'd just start out with like saying what we watched over the last two weeks. Yeah. And I want to hear what you guys watched, too. Because let's just start. Let's get out of the way. <laughs> okay, look. Yeah. There's a movie that came out a couple of weeks ago. It was called Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, episode nine. I don't that know how those go. That did happen, didn't it? It did. <laughs> it set off a whole lot of discussion, a whole lot of debate, some controversy. Mia, you're a Star Wars fan. You saw it. I saw it. Let's just do it right at the top. Yeah. What did you think of episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker? You know what? I will have to say I was one of those fans who did not love it. Okay. I'm so- oh, <laughs> what a shock. Uh, yeah, I I will say I was not over the hills about it. I did. Oh, yes. Seeing it the second time, though, was a little more fun. Uh, and I think sure. it like... 
I think psychologically it had something to do with like the first time I was sitting in the back of the theater and I was like, I read all the spoilers and I was like, I, don't, I already you know what's going to happen. True. But for the, the second time around, I sat closer to the front of the theater. It was like a, might've been a larger screen, but it felt like I was in the movie. I was like, wow, this is really cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I, I guess that kind of influenced me, but how did you feel about it? I mean, it's an interesting relationship with Star Wars for me because mm-hmm. I just, if I wasn't doing this job and so tapped into the conversation, I'm pretty sure I would have seen it, said, that was fine, and then yeah. go about my day. It's, it's yeah. kind of what happened with The Last Jedi, too. I saw it, I said, that was fine, and then I like kept yeah. on doing other things. <laughs> Um, because I am so tapped into the discourse yeah. and people saying like, this was bad and this was bad and this was great and this was right. And why do they do that? I have developed some opinions on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I thought it was fun. I thought it was a good watch. I didn't have any giant problems with it. Yeah. I mean, okay. Here's the thing with Star Wars. Well, okay. Isabel me- says no spoilers. Uh-oh. Oh, oh we'll, no we'll, tr- we'll dance around it as much as possible. Yes. Okay. But if not, just, just close your ears just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I think we can say the, the, the thing at, that's right at the top, which is in the trailers and everything, mm-hmm. is that – sorry, to, people don't want to hear this, but uh, <laughs> that, that Palpatine is back. Yeah. That's pretty well known, yeah, right? Yeah, was a given, yeah. So look, I guess like I don't hold Star Wars to a very high standard when it comes to like really high quality writing. I just yeah. – I, I don't feel like it's really that – I think they had like the, the Batman v. Superman script writer on this, which was already like, you know, taking a one trip <laughs> – train into trouble city so like they did oh really yeah 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 Yeah. i mean like if i thought star wars was supposed to be a really tightly plotted wonderfully written um epic then i would say yeah it's stupid to bring back emperor palpatine because it's they're clearly backpedaling they clearly just it baffles me that they didn't, like, plan this trilogy out beforehand, but they clearly didn't. So they're trying to get, like, a new big bad in there at the 11th yeah. hour, even though you're just being kind of yeah. the bad guy. But, like, it almost feels dumb to say that because it's it's just Star Wars. It's, yeah. it's You go and they do the swoosh, swoosh, and it's fun. It's a good time. I think it's because it's so old and it's, like, this legacy fandom now. It means so much to these people. And I don't know if it's, like, to the point where it's beyond being able to please anyone but yeah it's it's i don't buy that yeah it's really hard because i was thinking about like i was like well okay they had a lot on their shoulders and they had to wrap up everything and all that but then i was like okay but i did enjoy endgame which was kind of like the same idea like wrapping things up so i'm like what went wrong (laughs) there were problems that whole you can't i'm gonna say it that whole you can't piss everyone line like it's technically true but it is spiritually false (laughs) Like, like you that. can please a significant portion of the, of the fan base. Endgame didn't. Game of Thrones and Star Wars did not do it. And we can we can say why. With Star Wars, I just I have a hard time feeling really down on it because I just I don't I don't feel it's ever really deserved like really close scrutiny the way people do it. But yeah, yeah it was done very palpitating. I, I do believe that it was done, but I don't yeah. really care that much because it's just I'm just there for the popcorn. <laughs> and have you seen the rumors about like the Abrams cut? Like first we oh the Snyder cut, now there's the Abrams cut where there's Horrible. like this whole supposed drama that like Disney wanted to make it a bunch of fan service and like all the things that fans would have supposedly wanted was what J.J. Abrams wanted. And Disney was like, no, we're not going to do I call complete bull on it, by the way. There is none. All of that, a lot of it sounded wrong. And and a lot of it was just like 
the way you make movies. Like, yeah. look, on a, on a movie that costs $300 million to make, you don't get total artistic control. Like, you make compromises. You cut this thing out yeah. and you put that thing in. Like, that thing was like selling it as a conspiracy, who shot Kennedy kind of thing. But no, that's just how a movie is made. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's Things move around, change. You know, you get like a test audience, change again after that. But it's, so, you know. <laughs> do they'll say about the Red Skywalker? Can we move on? <laughs> I would like to move on. <laughs> okay. Jen's been watching. In case you're watching you on Netflix, you watch oh, yeah, you I've at all? Oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. I have a lot of friends who watch that. Me They've too. been like spoiling it on Facebook. So, yeah, like, is it, it even worth it? <laughs> Hook seemed to love it a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I, I should watch it. I, I do have some friends who have watched it, and it looks really cool, but I haven't gotten around to it myself. And Hunter thinks that Hunter thinks that Batman v Superman was great. Justice League was as well. I have no idea people don't like them. Shaking my head. Ooh, I did I like... I haven't really seen them. I like Batman v Superman. I didn't mind it. Be- yeah, I was, I was I surprised. Mean, Justice League, I'm still like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Star Wars for me. It's like, I don't go into those movies really expecting them to be great. So, like, when one really kind of does rise above, it's nice. Yeah. But I'm like, it, it's so hard for me to watch Batman for Superman and be like, well, that was just horrible, but my expectations. Like, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting yeah. that much. Let me relax. It's just a fun movie. <laughs> but like, if I go in and I see Black Panther, I'm like, okay, that's, like, really good. Yeah. But, like, I, I just, I guess it's nice. Like, my expectations are pretty low for that kind of. That's fine. I wish I, I could be like that. I don't know if that's on me or on them or No, en- enjoy your life, <laughs> He's. I wish I could be like that. <laughs> like Game of Thrones, my budgets were very high, yeah, and that's part of the reason I was I'm a little upset about that. Mm-hmm. But um, for big budget, splashy things like that, I just I can't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's. What else did you watch over the break, Mia? Um, did you want to discuss The Witcher? Because I'll talk about it briefly. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely made some waves. P- people seem to be liking it. You said you watched like I an watched episode? the first episode, and at first I made it through like the first like gosh three minutes. <laughs> And so it was out. to me, it was so aggressively fantasy, more so than Game it of Thrones. Was, and I was it like, goes there. It was kind of like, you know, jumping into an ice bath. I was like, I don't want this. But then I was like, no, 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 no I'll, I'll give it. I came back a, a little bit later and I was like, no, I'll give it a second try. And it was fine. It almost gave me Game of Thrones vibes. But by the end, I was kind of like, I don't really care what happens <laughs> by the end of this story. So I was like, I could, you know, I might finish it, but I was fine with just one episode. I mean, I won't get into like all the details. Like Martha says right now, I couldn't follow The Witcher. And that's definitely a problem I think a lot of people will have. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to get into like everything, but they do a thing with like where there are multiple characters and they're all in different timelines. They're all going separately. It's just like, e- this show is not good enough to pull off something like that. It just isn't. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? Hmm. Again, you might be too young for this. There were like in the 90s, these like cheesy fantasy shows like Hercules, The Legendary Ooh. Journeys and Xena, Warrior Princess. It was really giving me that. But if like those shows had a lot more money to be made with. Ooh. Like it It was fun. I enjoyed The Witcher. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a good time. Mm-hmm. It was simultaneously like very lowbrow yeah. and very kind of cheesy where they have like, it's just hard to have like, you know, elf ears <laughs> yeah. and, you know, dragons and castles and kind of very obvious fantasy trappings, but with like modern language mm-hmm. and like really cheesy jokes. But at the same time, you're going to try and do a triple timeline thing. That is like a West, that's, that's like a Westworld move. That is like Gosh. a prestige 
So you even remotely that's hard. That's hardcore. That. That's that's really top tier stuff. And I'm like, I really didn't want to. Like, the nudity is really gratuitous later on too. It gets into that ee, bit. Wow. It, it's it, it's such a strange combination of like extreme fantasy cheese. Yeah. And art house pretensions, kind of. That's that's why I would say it. Ooh. Like th- there's a fun show in there. I don't know if they really got to it, but I will say this: people and and, and Julie says love Herc and Zena. So did I, Julie. I really enjoyed Herc and Zena back in the day. But it, those shows, like, they knew they were goofy, and they, yeah. and they were fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> The Witcher, I think, <laughs> is goofy and is trying to, but it wants Still to be very serious. Take it's, itself seriously. Yeah. It it was a weird watch. Yeah. Well, folk did seem to like it though. It's gotten very positive um, blowback. Yeah, I, I saw, don't think it might. Uh, Sorbo was real hot. To also agree. <laughs> I did see. He went um, crazy later in life. Who? <laughs> Apparently, I don't know who had reported it, but it was like uh, the Witcher is the most talked about over the Mandalorian, or was like better than it. I was like, how is that it's possible? Most in demand. In demand. Which means that basically people are saying the most on Twitter. I want to watch The Witcher. We. We don't know. It's a very, like, slippery metric. Yes. We're not really yeah, sure. Yeah, streaming metrics are always just like, this could be true, it could be not true. And Julia says, which is also true, it wouldn't cut it now, though, which is, mm. I don't know if she referred to Kevin Sorbo's hotness or her doesn't originate in general. It, it did feel like a holdover. It felt like, it was, it was, it was strange. Yeah. Um, I'd watch season two. I, yeah. I, I, I think they need to kind of rethink how they're writing some stuff. And and, and 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 folk do do enjoy. It. I do think if this had been like season four, it would have been torn apart. Mm. If, they, if the novelty factor helped. Oh, Witcher, Kenny! What a great segue. I like the Mandalorian better. Yeah. So did oh, I, yeah. Kenny. Yeah. Did you watch the end of that? I did. I did. I watched the whole thing. I'm so proud of myself. Now that show, I think, is great. Yeah, all the way through. Yeah. The finale, I don't know if anybody cares about spoilers, so I won't go all the way. I would say sure. the finale was kind of like maybe not one of the strongest season finales in like TV history, but it did <laughs> st- it did still leave you wanting more about like, totally. you know, Baby Yoda and what are they going to do next? And I absolutely love Cara Dune and that was She's one of great. my favorite characters. So it was a great ride for me. I, th- I thought the finale did a good job of honestly paying off some stuff that we'd seen mm. like those middle kind of standalone episodes where they were kind of just going on solo adventures they really kind of you, you needed those because then when everybody got back together at the last two episodes it was very cathartic and exciting like yeah. oh now we're getting to yeah, it yeah yeah finally um that was fun and put in a fun new direction and just yeah i wasn't a second of that show i didn't and i wasn't like engaged or enjoying watching yeah it was just good I love how simple it is. Like, if The Witcher is trying to, like, we're going to do three timelines for no real compelling reason, The Mandalorian's like, no, we're going to have half-hour episodes. We tell a straightforward story. Just talk to a few of these characters. We're going to develop them well. They're going to be well-acted, well-written, and just uh, soulfully performed. And just it just really, really worked. The action was terrific. Yeah, every single, yeah. Oh, my God, the TIE fighter fight? Come on, man. Oh, no, I didn't want to. Oh, I was going to say something spoilery, but I won't. But yeah, the TIE Fighter, uh, that was awesome. And then what I was going to say is that I think that what separates the Mandalorian from Star Wars, which is kind of what people have been like, you know, it's oh, not- I'm so over Star Wars, but not Mandalorian, is that I'm pretty sure John Favreau, you know, creator or whatever, had a roadmap for, roadmap for the series. Yes. And how that played out was that they also had 
a new director for like every episode basically so like taika waititi and bryce dallas howard so like when you have that roadmap it makes it easier mm-hmm. for them to be like oh, okay i know what is going on and then i can hand it off to the next person yeah, there so. needs to be a person steering the tugboat yeah <laughs> there needs to be a person in charge yeah. a showrunner is that person yeah and like for, th- for that star wars trilogy there was just they just made it up as they went it, it's yes. so it boggles my mind that they could do that and they could say like we're going to spend upwards of a billion dollars making this yeah. strategy, making this trilogy of movies. We're going to the story, how, what's going to happen. We'll figure it out. Whatever comes to mind, we'll just, as we film. I, how, how, like, how could that happen? Yeah, I can't. I don't get it. I Yeah, I really, I would like to know what was the thinking behind <laughs> that. Like, I'm going to introduce these new characters, but I'll leave it up to fate to figure out where they want to go with it. Julie, really quickly. I, 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 I want to speak to you, Julie, really fast, because you said... And, and, I felt like this too. I really did. I wanted to watch Mandalorian until I found out, until I found out it was associated with Star Wars. Julie, I just want to say, I am not a Star Wars person. I I've seen the movies, but just I have to because I'm in this job and just they're, they're so big. I was fully expecting to just kind of like a Star Wars show. Great, it's going to be whatever. I honestly enjoyed it. Because it, it doesn't associate itself with anything else, Star Wars. Yeah, it's... Which makes me afraid, by the way, because there has been reports that there's been going to be, like, Skywalker Saga legacy characters in Season 2. And I'm like, oh, please, mm. no. Yeah, it's like, I think as a fan, a Star Wars fan, it's rewarding to see those kinds of things, like, pop up as, like, you know, little Easter eggs and stuff. Sure. But, sure. like, Nothing wrong with that. as a whole, it it's no different, I think, from, like, watching just regular old Lord of the Rings or it's like it's creating its own world yes which just so happens to have stemmed out of you know all of Star Wars yeah it it is it's a a pretty it's a low barrier of entry for like anybody very much which is why I don't want them to get it mixed up in that nonsense that is happening with the rest of the universe by the way speaking of Mandalorian really quickly there is a season two coming and John Favreau and as a Star Wars fan might be able to help with this tweeted this something or other what the hell is that do you have any idea (laughs) It yeah, look at that walking is that a pig hint? man. That I don't know how this is gonna tie into uh the Mandalorian because we saw this type of character yeah. in um episode six, I believe. I'm looking Which at is... <laughs> uh th- yeah, so this thing oh, is called Gamor- a Gamorian, but you probably wouldn't know that anyway. He had like I think he was wearing a helmet um oh. on job so he oh, works he for job of the hut okay and he's kind of like one of the guards so i guess they've got like a whole race of these walking pig people so he i don't know mandalorian might go to their planet i don't think they're gonna go to like tatooine i mean there could Jabba's, be gamora yeah. whatever is all yeah. over the place <laughs> y'all don't know <laughs> a little marvel crossover with this species okay but I mean, yeah, I, I it's that's that. one of those things where it's like a fun throwback to the people who love Star Wars and all of that. But like, if you don't know what that is, it's fine. <laughs> okay. I, I I think I'm gonna wax for us a little bit more about Mandalorian. Just love so much because Kenny because Kenny, Kenny Adamo said that Pascal did a great job. The actor Petra Pascal who played a Mandalorian, he did mm-hmm. with no face. Oh yeah, which is yeah, that is so that's very remarkable to me. The two heroes of this show are a guy who has a helmet all the time and a puppet. <laughs> and they managed to make a satisfying narrative out of it. That's oh, yeah. very impressive. Yeah. I was impressed. Oh, yeah. No, Pascal was really awesome. Okay. I also, uh, over the break, I watched, caught up on Fleabag, which good. I think is as good as people will say it is. Ooh. It may not that good, because I'm like, 
It irritated me they were given like award best of the decade awards that show when it's come out like last year. I'm like, okay, whatever. But it was really, really good. <laughs> um, Secession is good. I'm still watching that. Anything yeah. else you watched? You watched I watched Dracula. I am a Sherlock fan. I heard some mixed things recovering about Sherlock that. Fan. I got through the the first like okay, so it's ninety minutes, three episodes. But I did enjoy the it's first episode. Uh, I wrote. I was like a little like eh, I don't think I want to watch this because of like. You know, all sorts of reasons, but I was pleasantly <laughs> uh, surprised for the first episode. I'll say that much. Cool. Um, and then I finally got around to watching a non-Disney movie <laughs> in the theaters. Why? Because <laughs> my, my soul is tethered to Disney. But so they, they graciously allowed me to see another movie, which was <laughs> Knives Out. Maybe because it was Ryan Johnson and he directed uh, Star Wars, you know, Last mm-hmm. Jedi. So maybe they were like, mm, okay, you can see this. I really, really love Knives Out. And I almost wish... Uh, Daniel Craig had gotten the awards um, uh, or you know like win for that and um, also one of the other one um, um, she plays the the oh the girl she played Scarlett the Johansson. yeah <laughs> no not no. Sc- <laughs> please no <laughs> but it was a really really great film so I'm glad that I was finally able to like see a movie that wasn't Disney so I would Ooh. recommend Knives Out if you haven't seen it already it's been out for a while now I'd like to yeah I heard it was really good Terry asked about what about Outlander and Lodge 49. I'm going to watch Lodge 49. Decide. I'm going to do that. Outlander, I know, is coming up in February, I think. Mm. The season five. We'll definitely have someone on here to talk about it. But um, I can't speak to it in any yeah. kind of intelligent way. Um, speaking of wanting people in the awards, yeah. um, you watched the Golden Globes on Sunday. I did. That was in Where a they snubbed Game of Thrones again. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, kid. For, for the eighth yeah. time round, might as well be consistent. <laughs> sorry, kid. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, the Golden Globes are the Golden Globes. Like, if I had the choice, I would probably not watch it. But for the sake of, you know, everything, I was like, uh, you know, it's my job. So I'm going to watch it. And sure. we tweeted throughout the night. Uh, to me, the two biggest things were they gave away two, like, really prestigious awards. Uh, one of which was Tom Hanks. He won the Cecil B. DeMille, DeMille Award, which is like a whole lifetime achievement thing. Uh, so, yeah, he was up there. He had this quote where he was talking about how, like, when he was, like, a young actor, a young intern back in the day. Uh, this is what he said. I thought it was really funny. Cool. He said, a thousand years ago, <laughs> in Man. 1977, when I was an intern at the Great Lake Shakespeare Festival, in my first professional job, we all got yelled at by the director. We had partied a little bit too much the night before. We were showing up for rehearsals, and he screamed at us. He said, hey, look, you guys, you're actors. You know what your job is? You have to, you've got to show up on time and you have to know the text and you have to have a head full of ideas. Otherwise, I can't do my job. And he says that was the greatest lesson a young actor could possibly ever get. And to me, it seems so funny (laughs) that somebody could like, well, you don't know it's the great Tom Hanks, but being yelled at for not being a good actor, (laughs) like, hey, learn your freaking lines. (laughs) He wasn't good at one point. (laughs) Yeah, we all learn. We all grow. (laughs) Um, I, I went to Wikipedia and like, and like looked up his pic. There was a picture of him like as like a 19 year old in like a puffy Shakespeare doublet like, on a stage going like. <laughs> it was very sweet. I, I yeah. enjoyed his speech. But I think I think it's a well-deserved uh, award for him. Yeah, he's X. got he's got all all of all these things. He was mentioning that he was in like. Um, Oh, what the was that? Boat. The Love Boat. And I was like, wow, that's something I obviously didn't know. But, you know, obviously had all those other movies. So I was going to ask you if you had a favorite Tom Hanks movie. Oh, sure. I mean, I, I did think about that. And just th- th- there have been a lot of great ones. There's no way I can't say Forrest Gump, though. Yeah. I know it's cliche. Yeah. 
but I, I can't help it. Like, yeah. I watched that movie a lot when I was younger. I do think <laughs> it, I've watched it in a while. I wonder if it holds up. I bet it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was yeah. an iconic performance. It was. It was really great. Yeah, of I was going to say, though. you know what? As a side note, Tom Hanks had the best like reactions for like gifs or like reaction images on Twitter, mainly to Ricky Gervais' monologue, which Just I was like, I, I really didn't want to bring the up this monologue. Money Pit says Jen. Yes, it's a good one. Oh, Money Pit. Yeah, but um, he, he was making the absolute best faces that night. Um, but. You know, I thought I was going to I think I was going to say Forrest Gump was my favorite, too, only because I don't know. It, it's just, just so scope of that. Yeah, movie. it's just such a, a weird. Oh, you know, I always like big like when it's, I was a kid, classic, yeah. like I don't I don't think I know what happens in that movie. But as a kid, I was just so enamored with the idea. Of it. <laughs> I was like, That's I, adorable. I wish that could happen to me. <laughs> now I I'm, I don't feel so much. I'm going to go troll abandoned amusement parks for uh, weird gypsy <laughs> kiosks <laughs> uh but yeah so that was I be rich. that ah oh <laughs> uh, that was that and mm-hmm. then there was also the second award of that night was ellen degeneres which she got the carol burnett award for tv excellence and actually um fun fact i didn't realized that carol burnett was alive you know what i was almost like she was sitting at the table at the golden globes was, i was like i'm like that's her i was like Oh, that's her. She's still around. Sorry, Carol. Good for you. <laughs> um, but I wanted to show a clip from Kate McKinnon who introduced sure. the uh, Ellen. Cool. Roll it. She risked her entire life and her entire career in order to tell the truth, and she suffered greatly for it. Of course, attitudes change, but only because brave people like Ellen jump into the fire to make them change. And if I hadn't seen her on TV, I would have thought... I could never be on TV. They don't let LGBTQ people on TV. And more than that, I would have gone on thinking that I was an alien and that I maybe didn't even have a right to be here. So thank you, Ellen, for giving me a shot. Yeah, so I thought that was just a really, like, cute, sweet clip. And obviously, I, like, being a comedy person too i just love i love ellen i love kate mckinnon um and i don't know it was enough to make me a little you know get a little emotional about you know how much that meant to her did you so did you see both of the speeches oh yeah from, i watched them after okay. you <laughs> you did your homework yeah okay. how did you feel i i think i personally liked Kate's speech better maybe because it was just like more like personal towards Ellen and Ellen's speech was funny too just like hey you know this is my career and I'm gonna be funny about it um but I think I more so like Kate's speech because she talked about how Ellen was a trailblazer and for her that was inspirational it was definitely emotional inspirational I mean yeah I I, I got a little emotional about it I preferred Ellen's because I'm like I don't like my emotions I like to shut them way way down (laughs) and not deal with them so I appreciated that she was just cracking jokes left and right the entire yeah. time. Thanking her husband. That was pretty funny. Yeah, her husband. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely appreciate the 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 power of the moment and yeah. the importance of the moment. Yeah. Maybe because I mean, of- God, it is weird to think that I mean, I again I remember when Ellen um came out on yeah. her show and that show did not last very long after that. And the idea that it was so it was unthinkable to do that back then. And to see, like, kind of how far the industry or the country has come yeah. in not that long, yeah. it is a little humbling to just kind of step, take a step back and go, like, whoa, a yeah. lot happened. To me, that, happens. like, 
maybe because it's like just like a half generation off that all like to me it never made sense it's like why would they do something like that sure you know but i mean yeah i i think it was I mean, very brave of her too it's hard to think of like how they could spend like that now yeah. like i grew up when it was like that but like it, it was great to see that change yeah it's like everyone woke up one day and realized like oh well that's stupid to be that bigoted against <laughs> yeah. people who don't have any yeah who aren't yeah. dangerous at all. Yeah. It's like we're still, you know, even like, I'm, industry, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say long, we're, we're, we're done. Yeah, we're yeah, not. There's a long way to go, but I think that's, you know, part of the reason, obviously, why Ellen won that award sure, in the first sure. place. Well so. Also, I mean, we could mention her recent running with President George W. Bush, but I don't think we should, right? So let's get over that. Just glide on over it. <laughs> let's just, just okay. the good stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was the Golden Globes. It was, it, it was a night. It happened. I think people are obviously looking more forward to the Oscars. But Of course. By the way, Julie, why are you saying Brad Pitt three times? Oh, yeah. Just because? I mean. Because of the money? The money pit? Money, oh, that's money ball. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know he made a movie about money. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll get our answer soon, but. Oh, and you're right. And they both gave a shout out to Australia for the wildfires. And we can do they that did, too. They did, yeah. Yeah, they gave a shout out to Australia. A lot of celebrities now are donating. Like I saw Chris Hemsworth and um, a couple others. I saw that too, yeah. Yeah. And we get our sympathies as well. Um, so our final topic of, of the evening, morning, yes. whatever you're watching it right now. Uh, so 2020, it's here. This is the first How? show of the new year. We saw what we saw over the break, including the Golden Globes. What if you were to pick like two to three things looking forward to in 2020? Okay. In terms of movies, TV, um, you know, books. Mm-hmm. Books. Um, what would they be? My list would be first off, this is like a collective. So Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey, Black Widow, all like, you know, female superhero <laughs> movies coming out this year. Very nice. What a very great clever. year. <laughs> uh, also, like I said, because my soul is tethered to Disney, they've got like at minimum four movies that I care about. They've got Jungle Cruise. Um, what is Jungle Cruise? It's based off of the the, the ride from Disneyland. So it's like Pirates of the Caribbean, or yeah, the yeah. It's, it's, so it's yeah, it's like them, yeah, literally adapting a you know Disney park ride into a movie, and it's kind of like it almost is like Jumanji because it stars The Rock and Emily Blunt. Of course, it does. Uh, and it's like they're going down this river, and they've got a. I really don't know what it's about, <laughs> <laughs> but because it's Disney and it's based off of the ride, and I love the ride actually, it, it is pretty. Uh, it looks interesting to say the least. Cool. Okay. Uh, they've also got Pixar stuff like Onward and uh, with like Soul. Tom Holland and yeah. Soul, and then yeah, I remember that. What else was I looking forward to? I think on my list I threw in like Sonic the Hedgehog movie. You did <laughs> just because I was like. You I am kind of into that. I am kind of into it. <laughs> you also had Mulan, as long as the uh, Disney Mulan. Yeah, go. I did have Mulan as well because it's their next um, live action movie, the ones that they keep on rolling out. So I'm interested to see how that plays out because it's like taking a different tone from the original cartoon, which was you know more like song and dance and all which that. Which I'm into. Like I will yeah. say this for these Disney live action remakes things. I am looking forward to Mulan. Yeah. So I saw Beauty and the Beast remake. I thought it was you know. A remake of the movie, but live action. They're all talking to the clock scene. Um, I skipped The Lion King. I skipped Aladdin. I skipped Be- <laughs> from the Tramps. Just like it, it's, it all, they all seem like, okay, we're going to remake yeah. these things. But what if they weren't as good? Like that you was kind what? of their their mission statement. 
this looks interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, this looks like they're not just straight remaking it. They're going to take a different tone with it. They're going to do something a little different with it. Mm-hmm. This I plan to see. I think this looks interesting. It does. Yeah, it does. I did, though. I will say I really like seeing Aladdin in theaters. Again, I, it was like one of the I'm things. I'm sure I'd enjoy it. I just didn't think it was like It was like I felt like I was like in the movie because it was like such a big <laughs> screen. And I was like up into it. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, but Lion King, yeah, was really, Lion King was really just the animated movie with different animation effects. I also did have a picture for- but Like, what if it's worse? Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, I did have a picture for Onward because that looked kind of interesting that we could pull up. Talking about maybe uh, because fantasy I'm, stuff. Yeah, talking about fantasy, fantasy in the animated realm. Uh, <laughs> so it's basically like- if the people, like the creatures from fairy tale, you know, stories and all that were put in like a modern setting. So what if they drove cars and, you know, lived in the suburbs and all of that? Like, that sounds like, it reminds me of that horrible Netflix Will Smith movie called Bright. Who watched that? It sucked. It was basically that, but live action. <laughs> it sounds kind of like a high concept thing. Yeah. It's Pixar. I will trust whatever the hell they do. So yeah, I'll pretty it, much. But. It's got, like I said, Tom Holland, Chris Pratt uh, plays his brother. So And Julia Louise Dreyfus Julia as the Louis mother. Dreyfus, yeah. So, again, I have. I am morally obligated to go see oh, sure. this I'll, movie. I'll, I'll see the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds a little hokey, but I mean, Pixar always, even if like the premise is like a yeah. little, eh, like I yeah. trust them so hard to do yeah. something great with it. Yeah, unless it's like cars too or something that's oh yeah the cars <laughs> that's different it's like the one that went off the rails i, th- I think the one like sells a lot though because like you can literally sell the cars so that's what they keep making them yeah and planes yeah so what are you what are you looking forward to um jen case by the way i want to see avatar 2 although i think it's gonna be 2021 yeah we've got another jen. year for that they what there was that concept art i saw you had wrote about it the yes. avatar 2 looks really neat i'll give them that it's very so. pretty. and julie before we can just go on we can answer this question with an unfortunate no has there been any casting news for House of the Dragon? Must be close. There has not been. But speaking of House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, Song of Fire, I can say this. One mm-hmm. thing I'm looking forward to a little bit is that this is the year, and this is true. You can look this up, that a while ago on his not a blog, George R. R. Martin, author extraordinaire, promised I'm this is this I'm, I'm being serious. Oh, let's hear. So he, he's going to like a convention in New Zealand um, in August, I think. Mm-hmm. And he said Probably joking, but maybe not. Um, if he does not have the Winds of Winter completed by the time he gets to that convention in August, he we have his permission to lock him up on a place called White Island that is a volcanic island with a lake of sulfuric acid and just um, keep him there till he finishes. So the news here is if George R. R. Martin doesn't finish the Winds of Winter by August of this year... We can lock him up on an acid lake. Can this be the one time where I stare into the camera like The Office? Yes. And just go, oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, look, it's a joke, obviously. But I thought it was a pretty funny joke. And um, what if it was true? No, it can't be. It's actually like a really dangerous area. Is like it, some tourist yeah. Ooh, oh. Why would you go there? I don't know. That's a whole other uh, story. Boy, okay. Well, we will. So watch. basically, I'm looking forward to the Winds of Winter hopefully yeah. being released. We've got seven months for him to, you know, get his act together before the before the acid bath. Not really joking, Jeez. but um, the other thing I'm looking forward to a lot is right around the corner. Actually, I'm mm. really looking forward to Avenue Five, which is this HBO show starring Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Um, about he's like a spaceship captain of a cruise liner mm-hmm. in space. 
Okay, and I know that sounds a little hokey too, but it's from the guy who made Armando Iannucci, who made Veep, yeah. which I think is one of the funniest shows I've ever watched in my life. I think it's so, so funny and so grounded and so earthy and so sharp. Yeah. Um, it's basically about he's on a luxury space liner in the future, sci-fi, yada, yada, yada. Josh Gad, the snowman from Frozen, is there as like the owner. <laughs> and, you know, they run a ground that pull a space Titanic. And uh, I think, um, you know, the... It all goes into chaos. Yeah. The kind of workers will rebel against the high passengers who were there. And I'm confident it'll be very, very funny. And I'm just curious to see what he does. Yeah. I love that, like, a great comedic mind like that would tackle, like, like Veep meet Star Trek kind of thing. That sounds Veep great meets to me. Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. When I, I was su- pleasantly surprised when I watched the trailer for it. Uh, and Hugh, I think Hugh Laurie is great, too, just, like, all on his own. So, like, for this... To put him in this, especially where it looks like a comedic setting, where I'm used to seeing him in House, mm-hmm. uh, where he's, you know, like very serious and da da da. Uh, I, I think I will. I'm glad you pointed me towards this because I think that I'll give that one a chance. Well, you know, I, 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 was, I always like like half hour. Like, I think it premieres like next week. Mm-hmm. I always had like half hour comedies. They were kind of easily Did you say half hour comedy? I did. <gasps> I know. Wow. Chanta. No, he I was in I, V, by the way, Hugh Laurie. I think probably that's why really? uh, they met him. Well, yeah, he we played go. a. Uh, Political rival to Julie Louis Dreyfus' <laughs> president. You should watch that too if you have if you ever if you, if you find yourself with like I don't know a spare eighty hours sometime. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Looking forward to that. And I think we'd be remiss if wait, we didn't mention um, the Marvel, Marvel shows, shows coming yeah. up. This yeah. is the year that we're going to get. Believe it. Yeah. Also, nice little surprise. We knew we were going to get the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus mm-hmm. with um you know Sebastian Stan and Anthony yeah. Mackie and the whole gang's going to be there. We're also getting, apparently this year, WandaVision. Yeah, they bumped it up. Yeah, with so um, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. I have these command of names today. Yay, this is great. you got it. <laughs> that one I'm looking forward to the most, because that one looks weird. Yeah, it's going to be really... There's going to be like a lot of like twists and turns, I think. Obviously, we see it's like in this like 50s setting, mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, why is, you know, Vision back? <laughs> why? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and then... They've been saying, like, it's supposed to tie into Doctor Strange, which is going to be a horror movie. So, like, how are we going from this 50s, you know, feel good, you know, uh, nuclear family sort of thing to horror movie Doctor Strange? So, and I think it's going to, there's going to be some really cool twists and I say there. get ambitious. I'm not yeah. bored. Oh, yeah. I think that's the key thing. <laughs> yeah. I think Disney Plus um, was lucky with The Mandalorian as its, like, big debut. Because I yeah. think that's been pretty much universally enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Except by Julie, which I think you should watch it if you have time. Um, so that has set them up nicely for, um, other series to come out mm-hmm. and to be having, and I think folk are going to give them the benefit of the doubt that these are going to be at least worth watching. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so again, good going empire. Yeah. You, um, are killing it so far. <laughs> we'll get you. Oh boy. Well, yep, yep, yep. Isabel agrees. They're very excited. Anything else you're excited about uh, to watch this year, um, Mia? Or anybody out there before we sign off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we did. Well, this isn't this year, but next year we, we had in our notes about the whole Christian Bale and Thor. Oh, there's lots I'm, of stuff that happened, I'm yeah. really hoping that happens for real. Colin Farrell is going to be the Penguin and Batman. Sure. I'm like, all right. I, you know, <laughs> all right. All these casting things. But I'm, I'm more so excited for... Christian Bale, so I really hope that happens. Oh, a little story. Um, Robert Arameo, who played young Ned Stark in Game of Thrones, yeah. is the lead in the new Lord of the Rings show. Yeah. After the last guy dropped out. Yeah, Will Poulter dropped out. So they're like, yeah, 
Throw him in there. I don't know. They didn't really tell us who was playing who or what role. So. He's playing Beldor. Oh, okay. Like that means Beldor. To me. It doesn't mean anything to me either. It's a totally new thing. <laughs> you remember Beldor? Oh, sweet Beldor. Oh boy, fond memories. <laughs> David Benioff and Dan Weiss. This is a lightning round news thing. David Benioff and Dan Weiss. The Charmed Game of Thrones. Yeah. Their first follow-up project is directing Leslie Jones' Netflix comedy special. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's fun. How do you direct a comedy special? I don't know. Like, cut to this camera <laughs> yeah. then or something. Leslie, be funnier. Yeah. Like, I'm not really sure. I'm not going to give them a lot of credit on this one. I'm going to give it to Leslie Jones, <laughs> who I saw give stand-up. She oh. said she liked my hair. and I'm No way. Yeah. She got really in my face, too. <laughs> she started singing to me. And then I met her um, kind of like at the stage door. And she was like, she's like, oh, I like your hair. I was like, thank you. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Leslie Jones is awesome. Leslie Jones is great. I, she, I, I, she must have been amazing live, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, the kind of energy you see on the screen. It, it was a little raunchy. There was a kid in the audience. I don't know why there was a kid in the audience. Why do we have people with the Jones show? <laughs> but he had a little. Like um, even the little promo for the comedy special was filthy. He had a, a pop Ghostbusters for her to sign. So I was like, I oh, guess. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> So, yeah, so much, so much fun stuff to get off my chest. This, as long as we're doing yeah. this, we might as well get the last two really quick. Okay, and with the Vampire Chronicles show, it's going to be Jonathan Matt's That's not happening anymore on Hulu. It's too bad. You know. And the next Star Wars movie might be set during the High Republic period, 400 years before the main show when Yoda's a Jedi. Like, that's a good idea. Yes, nay. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, I don't really know a lot about, like, I feel like a lot of this stuff is from probably the the books and stuff i haven't i've only read two star wars books and they have not dealt with any of that stuff so yeah sure go wild (laughs) also we got terry saying willow on disney plus i think it's going to be probably not this year but in the near future Mm. um and uh the last kingdom says jen casey that's coming i'm excited for that that's a great show all right well we covered a lot yeah 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 uh i want to say to julie of course Please be safe in Australia yeah. and everyone out there. I, I hope I hope things turn out okay. And uh, vote for us on iTunes and leave us vote for reviews. Us. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> and we will be back um, next Wednesday. Welcome to 2020, everybody. Woo. Glad to be here. Hope to see you all soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.